Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Kim Grinnells of Dogman.com with Alan Moff, who has served for the last 15 years as the beat writer for Kent State Athletics. And, uh, you know, Alan, I was talking about uh, earlier when I forgot to hit the record button with a 7.30 start time up in Seattle and Husky fans whining and moaning and complaining about that. But 10.30 back back at your hometown. How are Kent State fans taking that West Coast 10.30 start time? Yeah, they're going to have to stay out of the try not to get to the bars too early, I guess, because you might not see the end of the game. <laughs> um, you know that but yeah you know it's a it's a it's washington i think that'll be exciting actually uh around here as far as the, the start time goes it's different um i think ohio state plays notre dame earlier in the day so there won't be any conflict there so i think the fans are pretty excited about the start time overall not so much on my end trying to get things done uh lord knows when i will wrap up but uh as fans go i think they'll like it <laughs> sean lewis the fifth year head coach at kent state um uh, we mentioned, you know, you said he's a local hero back in Kent State. Tell people a little bit about Sean Lewis. Yeah, he came in as the you know, when they hired him, he's the youngest coach in the nation. And, you know, the fans were definitely wondering about that hire at that point um, and what he's going to do and what he's going to bring. And as it turned out, um, he, he he brought a bunch of young guys along with himself in there and, and really kind of re-energized the entire program. Um you know, they, they play a very exciting brand of football offensively, especially with the up-tempo, um, taking a lot of shots downfield. Um, just a really exciting team to watch, uh, which wasn't the case previously here. Then they were really kind of struggling trying to find any identity at all in offense. And he's given he, – he, he instantly gave them an identity, and they've really worked off that and uh, been able to do some really amazing things. And, and, and Sean's definitely a guy that's on that radar nationally, no question. He's a, he's a big win, big season away from – getting a pretty big job <laughs> was he mentioned in the offseason for other jobs and how tough is it going to be to keep a hold of him um yeah it's going to be tough for sure I, he was in some you know some general conversations that I heard um but I don't think anything got real serious um you know they did finish last year losing their last two um you know to kind of kill a little bit of momentum there but at the same time you know three straight non-losing seasons at Kent State um, you get statues for that type of thing. They haven't done that since the early seventies when of course uh, coach Don James did it. So, um, and you guys know all about him. So, you know, what he's done here has been a nothing short of amazing so far. His record at Kent state is 19 and 24 overall record, uh, you know, with 19 and 24 uh, took him to a bowl game last year, Eastern division champs. And, uh, but uh, you know, it, just taking a look at this it, coming into Washington and then having to follow that up with Oklahoma. <laughs> Yeah, then you got Georgia coming in a couple weeks after that. Um, they've been playing these three money games since uh, 2018, um, you know, basically trying to fund the program, fund the football program so they can, you know, use the money for the rest of the athletic department. Um, and, and, you know, it's a very tough thing to ask these guys to do. It's been tough every year since then. This one, 
they've taken it to an entirely another level with going to Washington, which also, you know, obviously you guys have got tons of tradition, but just the, the fact that you have to go so far. Um, and then, yeah, next week, Oklahoma and then Georgia looming. I mean, it's, you know, it, it comes to a point where you're, you're really concerned about injuries, obviously, um, when you're playing teams like this and especially on one month. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a really tough thing to ask him to do. Um, you know, of course, Coach Lewis and the players to say, you know, bring it on. What are they supposed to say? It is what it is. And you got to go try to try to do the best you can and hopefully stay healthy. Hunting schedule for anybody. And again, just those opening four games for Kent State at Washington, at Oklahoma, home against LIU. And then they travel to Georgia. So that would be a daunting schedule for any school in the country, you know, let alone a, a Kent State. But, you know, um, Alan, tell me a little bit if you're sitting on the 50 yard line and you're taking a look down at the field and you're watching this offense, you know, give us a bird's eye view of scouting report on what uh, Washington fans can expect to see out of this offense. Yeah, you'll see, uh, you know, it's a, it's a spread type offense, a lot of RPO type stuff. Um, you know, they'll, they'll set up their shots downfield, which they definitely will take, um, but they'll set them up, uh, first of all, by running the football. They're not at one of those spread teams. It just looks to throw the ball 50, 60 times a game. Um, they'll try to establish the run, uh, and they got some good guys to do it. Uh, running back Xavier Cooper uh, was an all-Mac kid last year, rushed for over 1,200 yards. I'm um, just a very good all-around back. Um, the number two guy, Xavier Williams, he's probably not going to play this weekend due to an injury, um, but he's kind of their lightning guy typically. And then they have a 250-pound guy they bring in named Brian Bradford, who uh, obviously, you know, he's your hammer. <laughs> when you get you a few yards when you need him, uh, you know, various places on the field. Um, they 200, got 250 yeah. pound running back. Tell, what was your first thought when you saw a 250 pound running back? Well, you should probably be playing defensive line cause they're really <laughs> light up there. So that's my first thought. Um, but <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah, they, 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 they went a while without having a guy that could get that yard. Um, so boy, they found one here <laughs> at least, uh, you know, dimension wise, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun to watch. He's a big boy and I uh, like, you know, he's not a, He's not like you're looking at a lineman running. He can run. He's got some feet, and, uh, you know, he's an interesting player for sure. And you've got a lot of firepower returning, just, you know, not only your running back, but uh, your wide receivers as well. Yeah, Dante Cephas uh, really emerged last year. Uh, he had a huge game uh, against, I believe it was Mar Maryland, I believe it was like week three. Um, he really busted out and then in the MAC. I think he had 100 yards in every game but one, and that was uh, a game where they just kind of grinded it out and beat up Akron. Um, didn't really need to throw the ball much. Um, so he's kind of a, they call him slim. He's a kind of a taller, skinny kid that, uh, can run by you, but he can make some tough, make some tough catches too. And, uh, has just been able to really establish himself and, and make a lot of plays for him. Uh, you know, behind him, they lost some guys, but, uh, they're definitely pretty high on some people they got. Uh, one guy that really kind of maybe watched for Devontae Walker, who is, again, is kind of a, another pretty tall guy, about six, three that can run. And, uh, Kind of, he made a big play in the bowl game last year, and and they say that he's really kind of built off that, and they're really high on him, and think he can make some big ones for him this week or this uh, season as well. Coach DeBoer said that he anticipates Kent State, and you know, trying to run a hundred plays, and in order to make all of that work, you've got to have a quarterback who can run it, and you've got a junior quarterback in Colin Schley. Tell people a little bit about Connor Schley. Yeah, he's uh, Colin Schley. Did I say Connor? Colin. Yeah, Colin Schley. He uh, he's been a a guy that I've heard a ton about, um, you know, when you, when you talk to players and coaches about things that are happening in practice day in and day out, um, he's been a practice star. Now he's made some plays in, in very limited action on the field as well during games, but 
if you talk to the players and the coaches who have seen this kid for the last two, three years, um, you know, obviously the fans are kind of wondering he's replacing a Dustin Crone, who was the Mac MVP last year, um, has done just amazing things the last three years. The players and the coaches aren't as concerned as the fans are about uh, Colin Schley. I think they know that, uh, you know, of course, he's going to make some mistakes as a first year starter, but he's going to make some plays. He's a pretty big guy. He likes to run. He likes to put his head down when he runs, which is a little scary, <laughs> especially when you're playing the Washingtons and the, and the other teams that are going to be playing this month. Um, you know, you're a little little sitting there hoping that maybe he doesn't take uh try to get that extra yard in a bad situation in the wrong situation but uh plenty of arm uh very good athlete gonna make a lot of plays for him no question as the year goes on he's not a small guy either he's six three you know 218 220 he's he's a chiseled kid too if you see him you know just walk up and interview him he's a, he's a big kid he doesn't look like a quarterback he looks more linebackerish. <laughs> uh third down uh you know let's say you know third and short they looks like they've got the guy third and third and 15 how comfortable are you with Connor Schleif throwing the football well that's definitely uh you know you get them into those situations and those are when the mistakes happen um you know they're going to try to stay out of those obviously but everybody does you get into them at times and uh that's the concern no question it's not like you can't make the throws but uh when you got teams that are prepared for you you're not just rolling in there for a series or two and, and you know, it, it's going to be interesting. And of course he's going to make some bad decisions at times and he's going to have to learn from it. And uh, you know, that's, that's a concern uh, without a question, but you know, the bigger concern to me coming in is the line. They've only got two offensive linemen um, starters back. So they're going to have some new faces up there, um, you know, which is going to be a challenge overall. It's going to be a real challenge this weekend when you're trying to to block some guys that Washington can bring, especially off the edge. Um with two new tackles starting. So um, hopefully they can keep calling up right and give him a chance to make some plays. You know, you can take a look at the starting tackles and Marcellus Marshall. He's a sophomore, 6'5", 335 at left tackle. And at right tackle is uh, Elijah Lampley, who's a redshirt junior, but 6'5", 274. Um, but, uh, you know, just a little bit of inexperience coming up front. How big of a concern is that? Yeah, it's a big concern, no question. They're actually going to start uh, saving Washington. Um, who's uh, he's actually a lot bigger than Lamp. He's 6'8", 322. Um, they're going to start him at right tackle, but uh, same concerns in that he's barely played any college football. Um, so, you know, it's asking a lot for anybody, uh, you know, to step into that role. Um, and obviously it's going to be some, take some time to settle in, but you got no time to settle in when you're facing Washington um, in your first start. So you better figure it out quick and, uh, Try to get in somebody's way. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. New defensive coordinator, um, you know, and you looks like they brought in a lot of uh, a lot of transfers onto the defensive side of the ball. Uh, give us an idea of the type of, you know, I mean, do you know what kind of a defense they're going to run with this new coordinator? And uh, give us a little bit of a scouting report. Yeah, new new coordinator's name is Jeremiah Johnson. He was at Northern Iowa, which is actually an FCS school, but a very good one. Um, and he's been highly successful um, uh, there for quite a while. I think he's been the coordinator. He was a coordinator since 2013. Um, 
what he's done so far, yes, they've changed some things schematically. Um, they've tried to keep that under wraps as much as possible, as you can imagine. Um, the much as much surprise as they can spring on Washington uh, can only help them. But uh, yeah, he's definitely made some changes schematically. The major change so far is just an attitude and energy. Um, that unit was just beaten up uh, and really needed uh, an energetic coach to come in and pat him on the butt as cliche as it is, and just kind of tell them they're good and, and pick them up and get them to believe a little bit. Um, that has definitely happened in the preseason going against each other, but obviously it's going to be <laughs> challenging to stay confident when you've got uh, Mr. Penix and all his guys coming at you on Saturday. So, uh, but, uh, you know, I think he's done some great things so far. They feel good about themselves. Uh, you mentioned the transfers they brought in. They've you know, they already had a quite a bit of experience on defense before those guys uh, rolled in. And uh, they're a very experienced defensive unit. Now, the experience hasn't been great. <laughs> so um, but, you know, they've got a, a lot of depth up front, which they haven't had in the past. Um, they've got three graduate transfer graduate. Yeah, graduate transfer linebackers starting. And uh, although they're going to be without their best safety for several weeks, um, including this one, obviously. Uh, they still got quite a bit of talent in the back end as well. So overall experience is pretty good. I think they're going to make a jump this year defensively. I don't know if it'll show Saturday because just, you know, you got a lot of new guys and, and this, that, and the other. And just, the, you know, obviously the competition you're facing is going to be difficult. Where's the strength of the defense? Um, And I tell you what, I've never been able to say this since I've been covering for a long time, but I would say up front, um, you know, just because they've got numbers. They've got legitimately eight guys they can, <laughs> excuse me, they got eight guys they can kind of funnel in and out of there, um, you know, which is huge in so many different ways. But the main one is that, you know, when, when you're playing a Washington and, and you try to go in there with four guys and you just get worn down and eventually they just kind of bulldoze you by the end of the, you know, sometimes it's the end of the first quarter. Um, sometimes you make it to the second half, but you're not making it four quarters. Now um, they've legitimately got eight guys they can funnel in and out that can all play and have all played and done some things. And, um, that's encouraging and that, you know, you hope they can hold up for longer and, and give themselves a chance, you know, maybe take a game to the fourth quarter and still be in it. Third and short, third and long. How comfortable are you in those situations with that defense? Uh, third and short is still a, a serious, serious, uh, you know, they, they've had a tremendously difficult time stopping the run. The weakness on the defense is, you know, the way they've built it. They have one guy over 280 pounds. Uh, they have a CJ West who obviously plays in the middle. He's 315. He's a good player, but everybody else is kind of undersized, more athletic, um, you know, edge rush type people. And so when you get in those third and shorts, you're trying to stop runs with those people. That's a difficult thing to do. Um, you know, I would feel more comfortable, obviously, in the third and long. They, these same guys can be edge rushers and pin their ears back and come and get you. But when you're trying to stop a guy from getting a yard, it's, it's a very difficult thing for them to do. Five seconds to go in the game. <laughs> You're lining up for a 40 yard field goal down by two. How comfortable are you? 40 yards. Uh, their guy's Andrew Glass. He, uh, he's a, he was a true freshman last year. He had a pretty good year. Uh, didn't have the strongest leg, but 40 and in, he was really accurate. So I would feel pretty good about that. If you get past 40, uh, supposedly he's gotten a lot stronger with his leg, but I would still, I'd still be a little shaky about that at this point. <laughs> what's the buzz around this game with the Kent state fans are, is this something that's uh, high up on their list or, you know, the obvious Don James connection, but that was so long ago, but uh, are you expecting people to travel to this game? You know, uh, what's the, what's the feeling around this game? 
Yeah, they've, you know, Kent State's like everybody else. They've got alumni all, all over the place and they've got some connections out there. So there'll be some people. I mean, it won't be a, a you know, an awesome number of people or anything like that that make that trip. But I know they have some people around, you know, a lot of people in the California area even that'll that'll jump up there and check them out because they actually are worth making a trip to see now, which hasn't been the case in a long time. So um, as far as the buzz around here, yeah, there's a, it's a there's a lot of buzz about this team. Um, there's a lot of concern about the schedule, obviously, but as far as the talent goes and, and they, they, they've kind of established a little bit of a tradition these last few years that they can win football games. And, you know, they've actually played some of these power fives pretty tough for a period of time. And then they've just not been able to sustain it, but um, they haven't backed down from them. They, you know, when they're playing teams like Washington, they haven't just went in there looking to get four quarters over and cash a check. I mean, they're trying to make some things happen and they have made some things happen. Um, so, you know, I think fans are very excited about this one. And I think some of them don't know Washington as well as I do, since I've kind of looked at them a little bit closer um, you see that record and you think, oh, OK, this is one we can go get. Now, it's going to be a little more difficult than people think, <laughs> but um, still, it's you know, it's it's a possibility. They're thinking they're thinking they have a shot at this one. So that makes it a little more exciting, obviously. Yeah. With last year's debacle in the opening game, losing to Montana. I just yeah. don't think Washington's going to be playing, taking anybody lightly after last year, because so. <laughs> we all know what happened after that. So anything else we need to know about Kent State? Oh man, I, I think we've covered it all. That's uh, that's pretty much your flashes, and uh, we'll see what they can do. Uh, it should be a fun game. I'm looking forward to it. All right, thanks for jumping on with us, Alan. Sure thing. Again, Alan uh, Alan Moth. Uh, where can we find you? By the way, we find you on Twitter, the Record Courier. Where can we find you? Yeah, Twitter would be the one, and I can never remember my handle. Um, <laughs> Me either. <laughs> just so, yeah, Alan Moth. Just just search sure. Alan Moth M O F F, and uh, you'll find Alan. All right. All right. Thanks, Alan. All right. Thank you. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.